find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Now, parents and aunts and uncles and, and other family members, if your child or your niece or your nephew or your grandchild came to you and said, when I decide to transition, I need you to support me, or would you support me? What would be your reaction? Could be a tough question, couldn't it? Would you be okay with that? Would you wonder what they were talking about or if they knew what they were talking about? Would you run to find Google and go, I don't know what they mean. Would you try to find a support group and hope they can help you? Would you grab your child and go, what? You know, everybody may have a different reaction to that. Actually, I'm pretty sure most people would have a, you know, personal reaction to that. My guest today had her daughter, and I'm going to apologize now. I am probably going to say daughter or son at the wrong time, and I'm going to apologize right now in case I get that wrong but had her daughter say that very thing to her at, I believe it was 11. And again, she said something very similar to her at 15. And today, we are going to talk to her, and she's going to share what she calls our transgender journey, which is also the title of her book. And we're going to find out why she put it in a book form, and basically we're going to find out about her story. So, Christina, it is great to have you with me today. Nikki, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Have I messed up yet? No. (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay. It takes time to get the pronouns right and the timing right. So I am not offended. You know, just like my son says, Mom, as long as people are trying, I'm okay with that. I'm saying as long as you're trying, I'm okay with that. Like I said, I, I, I've been all, all morning. I, I, well, that's what I wanted to read this morning. I said, I want this fresh in my mind when we go through this so that I, I've got the, the daughter, son. Yeah, so I've got this straight. But I'm, 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 it's not going to be intentional, but I'm, I'm saying right now I'm probably going to get this wrong at some point before we get through this entire show. So I, okay. please apologize. It's not intentional, I swear. I'm trying. Right. Okay. Okay. So, hey, I I get my information wrong, so I, you know, it's it's not personal. Um. Okay. So, first of all, let's let's tell people why are you sharing your story? Because I mean, this this is personal. I mean, this is this is personal for you and and for. For Sam. So, see, if I just say Sam, then I'm good. I'm, I'm covered right. with that. <laughs> Why are you sharing this story with folks? Because it's a very common story. Um, people, there are kids today, even adults today, who transition. It's been in the news a lot. Celebrity parents, celebrity children have transitioned, are transitioning. There's more and more of it in the news. My reasons for doing it were totally personal. Um, as you said, my daughter sent me a text at 11, and I don't remember the beginning of it, but the end of it said, I hope you will support me in my transition. I looked at it. I'm like, what is she talking about? And I distinctly remember it was the same year that Bruce Jenner transitioned to Caitlyn Jenner. So I just figured that, because you know, it was on the news 24-7. You could not escape Oh, yeah. That. Right. I just figured... She's playing with her friends. They were talking. That's what it was. Life went on. Like you said, at 15, I got another text. This time I was driving. I was out. I was working. It said, I want to take hormones. No, I'm sorry. I want to take testosterone. I'm like, okay. My mind went back. I'm like, oh, wow. This is what she meant. I said, okay. 
So I, I wait until I got home, and usually she says, hey, mom, when I come to the house, first thing she said was, did you get my text? And I right. said, yes, I did. Okay. I don't know anything about this. I need some time to look into it. I'll get back to you. At that point, she said, well, hurry up. So I gave her what we call the side eye and held my finger up and was like, you need to chill, okay? And then I did what I had to do. So that's why I wrote my story because people need to understand this is very common. These kids are minors. They need help. And as, you're, as a parent or aunt or uncle, like you said, or grandparent, it's your, it's your I don't want to say duty because I don't want to offend anybody. You need to help your child or help the child. Well, and your reaction makes good sense because it, it's the kind of, you, you don't just jump into anything this big. You needed to do your research. Oh, God, you know? yes. And, and even hearing about Bruce Jenner's story all over the news, that doesn't give you the answer for you and your family and your daughter. You know, just, just hearing whatever the media is putting out there, doesn't answer personal questions, you know, and that that doesn't tell you what I would think you want to know, mm-hmm. you know, because who who cares what Bruce Jenner's doing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, you know, even you know, I don't I don't remember the time frame between that and and when things were going on with you know Brad Pitt and and Shiloh and all them, you know, but mm-hmm. none of that makes any difference. You need to know for your own peace of mind and for your daughter and and her well-being the details. And there's a lot of details to find out yeah. about all this stuff. Right. You know. You're, right. So, you know, getting getting the details and finding out, and and you know, I mean, even I loved I loved your your post with the terminology, just figuring out the words. You know, <laughs> you got to learn the vocabulary first. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot to learn for all this kind of stuff. So I, I yeah, I, I was looking at that going, you got to figure out what, what words to even use before you can do all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, very true. Definitely. Well, and, you know, I say a lot of times too on here, when, when you're facing a big decision of some kind or something you need to learn about or something you need to work through journal about it you know and I love that you you did this and and you basically journaled about it on a blog you know and that way you're putting it out there and you can get feedback about it you know and then you took your your blog and you turned it into a book great idea I love it thank you because I knew that you know, first of all, I need I need to be able to process and understand for myself, like you said, because right. I just I just didn't know. And also, in someone thinking ahead, I'm like, okay, I have a, two sisters, a brother, friends, family members. Renee was in school. People knew I had a child. I just didn't want to have to tell this story over and over 10, 10 15, 20 million times. I said, you know what? Let me just do a blog, and that way people can keep up. They'll know what's going on. Then once we finally, right, then once we finally got to where we needed to be, I'm like, okay, we've quote unquote arrived, no need to keep this, but I didn't want to get rid of all the content because it was helpful for me, it was therapeutic for me, and there are still people who we hadn't met yet, who I hadn't seen in years, who knew I had a daughter, didn't know I had a son, so I said, you know what, let me just, let me just put it somewhere. Then a couple of days later, I'm like, you know what, let me, let me turn this into a book, and right. that's what I did. Very good. I see it, it. I tell people to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what will happen with that journal. <laughs> exactly. It it does work. <laughs> I'm I'm actually going to do one of those and do it backwards and write a book out of something I should have journaled about. But. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very good. I, I actually, after after a big medical thing, I actually um, was going to journal, and I just went ahead and did it all at one time, and uh, did write a book. So, and then now I'm going to expand it into a bigger book. But I completely, completely understand to you. Were there signs earlier that this was coming? Was this completely out of the blue? Now there was the 
the one message at 11, mm-hmm. but did you really, was that kind of a an early thing and you, and you really figured more was coming later, or did you just kind of put it out, out of your mind at that point? Well, I put it out of my mind because I didn't know what she meant. And I didn't, I barely had like, I had like a, maybe a, a thread connection to transgender, but it, I was like, no, that, that, that's not what she means. Um, I was somewhat surprised at that because I thought maybe she was gay. Um, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, you know, she liked girls' clothes. Oh, here's, here's the biggest thing I should, I'm like, you know, like, duh, should have had a V8. You know, you hit your head. So when she was four... <laughs> It was Halloween. I'm like, hey, what do you do for Halloween? Well, everybody's familiar with Dora the Explorer. Well, Dora right. has a cousin named Diego. She wanted to be right. Diego for Halloween. Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, sure. We can, I had to find a costume, but we did that. And then over the years, you know, um, you know, she wore dresses. She wore skirts. She wanted to play flag football as, as a young child, as like a eight or nine, you know, they won a championship that year. It was a uh, boys and girls team, flag football. Um, you know, there'd be times when she and I would be out and she'd open the door for everybody. I'm like, why are you doing that? You know, let them open their own door. You know, you have to hold it for everybody. For a few people, fine. Um, or people would say, like, she used to wear her hair in braids or sister locks. It's similar to braids. And people would say, oh, thank you, young man. I'm like, that's a girl. And she wouldn't say anything because she, she would wear the boy shorts and, the, and the, the tops or even when she would wear the girl's clothes, she would still hold the door. But people wouldn't say thank you, young man, because she was wearing like a pink or orange or yellow. So over time, I figured, you know, she's just gay, not a big deal. Um, she wanted to go. We went to Old Navy one year. She wanted to shop on the boy's side. I'm like, okay, fine. She likes boy's clothes. So I just figured she was gay. And thought nothing of it. So, in a way, the transgender portion was a surprise to me. Okay. Now, see, I've, I've always been a, to- a tomboy, completely. Exactly. You know, exactly. But, I mean, I'm, I'm really straight. Okay. <laughs> and, and not a doubt in my mind. You know, and I mean, I've always been into cars and football and, and, you know, I've been right there under the hood of the car with with guy friends working on stuff. And, you know, since I was a kid, you know, and I, you know, never had any doubt about anything else and that kind of thing. And I mean, I am, of course, I'm substantially older than your daughter probably older than you but but and I I keep hearing all these stories now about kids and I'm like okay that was that was my childhood you know so it's just it's interesting how it's changed so much the the -hmm. perception of this kind of thing because I mean what what you're because I mean I I still hold the door for people when we go places and I do that for men and for women and I've, I've always done that you know, I mean, and well, and I'm I'm six one, okay. So I I shop in the men's side of the the store because women's clothes don't fit me. You know, mm-hmm. so they just make men's clothes longer than they make women's clothes. You know, so it's 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 kind of it's amusing. I, it was amusing now. It wasn't when I was younger, but um, <laughs> it's it's interesting. It was irritating when I was a kid. But, you know, mm-hmm. but and the, and the funny thing is, in in Everybody may not know this, but women's shirts and men's shirts actually button opposite of one another. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. yeah. And I learned that, you know, a long time ago when people go, why Why do your shirts button weird? I'm like, because they're more expensive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know, because I didn't want to admit that they were men's shirts, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever, you know. But interesting, and just that, like I said, it just um, it's interesting. So I I hear some of these stories, and I'm like, that was my childhood. But okay, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because I mean, I would be outside, you know, with the boys, you know, playing. I grew up in in a city we call Deadblock, where <laughs> it's like a hopscotch thing in the street, or it's, I think it's a circle, and you have to shoot a a, a checker across the skull and crossbones. You want to get on the other side, you know? I come in, my mother's mm-hmm. like. 
okay, why are you dirty? I know you're outside playing with those boys again. And my father would be like, look, she's having fun. Leave her alone. You know? Yeah. Or, you know, just that kind of stuff. Not a big deal. Or we play stickball. You know, girls and boys yeah. play stickball. So, right, thought nothing of it. Again, oh, just a tomboy. But yeah. um, with, with Renee, obviously, it was more to it than that. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So how did you manage things? And I, poor thing, it was it was right before COVID hit us too. So, how did you manage things for for Sam with school? Because that's a whole uh, that's yeah. a whole can of worm. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> when we, so when she was in middle school, um, there was some of this behavior, this depression started, and you know she she go to the office because she would threaten suicide in school. And once kids do that, they call you right away. They don't care where you are. Nope. You need to get your you need to get yourself here and take your child home or to get some help. So she did that once, and someone overheard and reported it. Um, her grades were failing, starting in well, middle school. Here is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Her grades were starting to go down in eighth grade, and then in high school they were going down even more. And, you know, then when she told me this, I'm like, okay. So I tried to address things with the school, and the school was like, look, ma'am, things will be fine. We have done this before. And one of, one of her counselors said, she said, oh, um, I had a child transition when she was in elementary school. She graduated two years ago. She said, so, I'm sorry, yeah, she, she graduated two years ago. She said, so we know how to handle this. And she was right. There were no issues with um, with names or pronouns or bathrooms, whole other story. But the school was very, very supportive. And, and before we started to do the little things to help Renee transition to Sam, you know, grades were failing and his uh, – his other counselor was there, was very supportive. You know, she would do what needed to get done, what, what he needed to do to get his work done. She would work with the teacher. So I must say, school was a blessing because they handled things that I didn't know what to do, how to handle. Um, they were like my, they say it takes a village. They were my village in some cases because Sam would listen to them and not to me when it came to schoolwork. So I had a really good experience with school. So I, I, I know some parents don't, but we had a really good experience with school. So there were no real issues. My only issue with school was the bathrooms, as I mentioned. So, you know, with the bathrooms, of course, I'm going to use the boys' bathroom. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, please don't let this child use the boys' bathroom because, you know, in the district, she had been with these kids from first grade. So for the most part, some of them knew her. But when you go to the high school, it's a mixture of, Middle school and high school are a mixture of all five elementary schools. So some kids right. didn't, know, didn't, didn't know. And my biggest fear, Nikki, was that there would be some kids in the bathroom who would be like, hey, I heard, you know, you used to be a girl, um, and just start trouble and maybe start some fights. And, and I pleaded with him not to use a boys' bathroom. He said, no, it'll be fine. I reached out to the school support, and the school was like, we can't. The school, all they said was the child is allowed to use the bathroom that they feel most comfortable in. And the counselor's like, I know this, this isn't what you want to hear, but this is a school rule. And she also said, we do have, when the kids change classes, we do have adults uh, outside the bathrooms because we know kids congregate in there. She said, that gives you any, if that gives you any comfort, that's what we do. And also she said, you know, a lot of the kids use the nurse's bathroom because some of the kids, whether they're gay, straight, transgender, don't feel comfortable using the, the communal bathroom. So the kids are always allowed to use a nurse's bathroom. But Sam said, well, that's all the way on the first floor. I'm the third floor. And one time I said, you know what, then you, you need to just hold it, okay? Because if you're yeah. not going to walk, you just hold it till you get home. Um, but thankfully, there were no issues in the bathrooms, and he was always safe in the bathroom. And, again, the school was there, so I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And what, what, was, what was your comment? There's, there's no soft surface in the bathroom? Exactly. I I, right. And I said to him, you know what? You go into the bathroom. I said, there's no soft surfaces in there. If some kid decides to jump you or give you a hard time, they're going to smash your head against whatever's there. And that's not good. Of course, well, I'll be fine. So I, I just said, and I said, you know what? I just pray if anything happens to you, you can recover from it. And I ended the conversation. I read that and I went, you know, she's right. I never thought about that, but she's right. 
There's the water, but yeah, that's not good either. <laughs> oh, it's it's not funny, but it was funny in the book. Yeah, so, no, but, I yeah. agree. There was just little moments that I was reading through, and, and you just it, it was just little things just hit me funny, but for like silly silly reasons, you know. But I could I could feel your frustration. That's that what was that was like the little moments. I'm like that's that's cute comeback though, cute comeback. Some sometimes you need just those little moments of of levity, you know, when mm-hmm. when things are good, you know. Mm-hmm. So 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 how were Sam's friends? Oh, let me oh let me back up first. Okay. Um, so the depression was that before telling you about wanting to transition or while waiting as the process was all going on and the the meetings with the counselor and deciding what to do or when when was the depression happening the depression was after age 11 so the depression okay my my guess um is the depression was part of not knowing what what was going on with him or her at the time not knowing how to okay. verbalize it because you know she went to her um uh, ninth grade, was it? Uh, ninth grade, eighth grade dance. You know, we we went and got a dress, and you know, she asked for makeup, and we got you know low heel shoes, and we went with her friends. We all got their dresses, and you know, and um, and looking back, I'm thinking, oh, and what's so what's so ironic is, um, the boy that went with her, he was gay, but he didn't know how to tell his parents. So Renee was his beard, so to speak. So that was a whole nother. <laughs> they both kind of knew, and they went with each other because it was safe. Right. And it was right. kind of letting the public say, okay, we're we're a boy and girl going together, but we know nothing's going to happen because we're not interested in each other. Kind right, of. right, right. So she asked for makeup. We did all that. <laughs> um, but I think the depression was during that time, Nikki, because I just feel as though that looking back, she was depressed because, again, she didn't know how to verbalize it. She didn't know what was going on. She didn't know what to say. You know, I was on her about school. Um, you know, her, her attitude was poor and just she was snappy when I would say ask a question or she was – I would say, ask a question, and her answer, and I'm like, okay, so I'm the problem. I'm asking you a legitimate question. I'm the problem. It was just a lot, a lot of, a lot of um, teenage stuff, but more than that, because you know, kids can be rude sometimes. And I said to him, her, I am your mother. You are not going to talk to me that way. And I would say that right. a lot of times. And then I would punish her for stuff. You know, I took her out of out of uh, she loved she loved band. I took her out of band one year because her grades weren't good and she was rude. So the depression was during during all that time, and it, okay. it kicked in. It kicked in when she got her period. And what I have since learned from the doctor is that transgender kids, when they start going through puberty, of the sex that they are, it's a problem. Because they feel as though, no, that's not who I am. Why is this happening to me? So when she started going through puberty, the, tra- the, the, uh, the depression kicked in. And it was just a bunch of stuff. And, you know, that's how, we, we, that's how that started. That's how we got where we That's how we got there. And then once we started treatment, you know, he became more of a normal person. Um, you ever hear the saying, um, you may love you, you may love someone, but you don't like them. Yes, yes. At the, I didn't. I didn't like her for a couple of years. I have to say, because of all this behavior, all this BS going on. But again, I didn't know what was going on, and neither did she. And once we right. got where we needed to be, she was nor she or he was the same loving, sweet, happy person that I knew before all this started. Well, and you know too. Before- before like eleven, twelve, thirteen, your body is more neutral, you know. Mm-hmm. And and neutral is not a good word. Like you just can't think of a better one. I know what you mean. But it, it, it's not developed at that point, mm-hmm. you know. And but it starts to develop more after that, and the quote unquote sex that you are you know, biologically, 
starts to develop and become more obvious, you know, and, and like you said, you know, at that point, pu- pu- puberty starts to, bleh, I can't talk, starts to <laughs> kick in, in, in periods and all that kind of thing, you know. So it's easier to, easier in quotation marks, to your body, okay, if you don't feel like the gender that your body is, It, it probably wouldn't be as bad before all that, but it would probably feel like your body's mocking you mm-hmm. once you start to hit hit puberty. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, that 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 actually makes a lot of sense. Hadn't thought about it that way, but that that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening. Okay. All right, all right, see, see, I'm learning, I'm learning. I'm putting it all together. All right. Interesting, interesting, all right. Um, I I think it's interesting that at 11, her and, and the boy that were, it, it's fascinating they put all that together and worked that out, though. Okay, Um. so how how were... Sam's friends reacting during this time? Um, his friends, a lot of his friends didn't know what was going on either. Um, okay. B- but once we started, you know, once I knew we were on the path to transition, you know, he kept some friends. He lost some friends. Um, right. And I said, honey, let me tell you something. Friend groups change throughout your life. I said, the right. friends you had in elementary school, you don't have all them now, all those people. I said, some, some, I mean, your acquaintances, you're, you're no longer friends. I said, the friends right. you had in middle school, you know, some of them y'all are still friends, some you're not. And in high school, you know, some friends, some are not. And I, I said, you know, even, even as an adult, you know, I went to college. Some friends I had then, I don't have anymore. Okay. I said, and as, as you have different jobs throughout your life, some friends you keep, some friends you don't. I said, so it's not a big deal, you know, because friend groups yeah. change. Um, and he, he understood that. He understood that. A couple, one friend came back. She came back. So, because he had said in the beginning, no, mom, she's having a, a time, hard time with my transition. I said, that's okay. You know, she, she, her mother still loves you. Her mother still reaches out. You know, maybe at some point she'll come around. And she did. Right. Yeah, some friends he lost. But, you know, like I said, friend groups change. Let, let's move on. That's true. Well, and... And, you know, when, when you go through any kind of a major change in your life, and this, this, is, this is major, you know, um, you find out the people that are really there to support you, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's friends, family, whatever, you know. So I, I see it as a screening process, and I went, I went through this <laughs> with some major hits. And, I mean, you, you find out who, who is there for you. You know, yes, which yep. is it's important to know. It's important to know who you can really count on and who you can't. Mm. You know, so. Okay, so <clears throat> speaking of family, <laughs> how, <clears throat> this, this is always a fun question. How did your family react? My family was okay. Um, my, okay, well, so I, I'm, I'm two of four. I have an older, okay. for the most part, I have an older brother and two younger sisters. So the sister mm-hmm. next to me is a special ed teacher. Um, the okay. sister younger than me, she just has a, a regular job. And, you know, I, I kind of told them about it as was going on. I confided more in a girlfriend of mine. And, you know, once things started coming out, they were fine. Like, for instance, my sister next to me, um, you know, Sam wanted to stop. He wanted a binder. He wanted to stop wearing bras. And I said, no, we're not doing a binder till we get some professional help because I realized that binders need to be fit. They need to be fitted like a bra. So my sister said, look, why don't you just wear a sports bra, some that are really tight? He liked that idea, and that's what he started wearing. So my sister, sister and her husband had no issues. My sister, the other youngest sister, she and her family had no issues. Um, her husband would keep using the old name, and his kids the one that said, Dad, you can't keep using that name. You can't keep using the name Renee. His name is Sam. So he finally came around. 
his parents, because we all go over there for holidays, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas dinners. His parents, you know, my sister said his mother asked her a few questions. Then when she explained it, she was good. My mother at the time was in her 80s. She's now 91. She was just happy that we weren't arguing anymore. Okay. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> that, that was a brass ring for her. Because I'm sorry, she lives with us. She's been with us for about five years. She she was just happy that, you know what, they're not arguing no more. I am happy with that. But my sister, who's a special ed teacher, had to kind of break it down for her, and she was okay. Now, my brother, um, he his question was, well, I don't understand. Um, Renee, Sam will always have, will always be biologically a girl. I said, that's true. I said, but here's the thing. That's not how... That's not how he feels. I said, think about how you would feel if someone told you, you you weren't a man or if you felt like, you know, you weren't a man, you know, you were a girl. He's like, well, that's crazy. I said, exactly. It's crazy. Sam feels like a boy and that's who he is. So we had more conversations. He's like, you know what? I don't understand. I said, you know what? Sometimes we don't understand things. I said, as long as you don't disrespect my child, that's all I care about. And he Mm -hmm. doesn't and he hasn't. Um, we were on our way one year to my sister in Virginia, uh, Sam, um, my other sister, and my brother drove and his fiance. We were on our way to my sister's and her husband's like, well, weekend just to hang out in Virginia. Um, oh, it was after COVID was starting to lift, so we wanted to go somewhere. Um, so in the car, Sam said, um, Uncle, um, I have a question for you. He's like, sure. So, you know, he said to him, well, you know, what what if I, you know, tried to kill myself because I wanted to be a boy and nobody would let me? He said, well, I wouldn't want that. Sam said, okay, so that's how I feel. You know, I, I, I was depressed and I wanted to kill myself sometime and, you know, I, I just wasn't happy. So he's like, oh, well, I'm sorry you thought that way. Are you okay now? And Sam said, yeah, because I know I'm a boy now. He's like, okay. So Sam said, do you still love me? He said, yes. He said, pinky swear. He said, yes, pinky swear. He's like, can't reach back now because I'm driving, but yes, pinky swear. So he, he kind of, he came around. There's still some issues here and there, but I don't call him on it anymore because, like I said, as long as you don't disrespect my son, I'm okay with it. Uh, Sam's birthday is St. Patrick's Day, so I texted my brother and said, hey, did you wish Sam happy birthday? Oh, text me her information. So I wrote back, her in capital letters, you mean his in capital letters, exclamation question. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. And he texted him later on that day. So yeah. I, don't know what, I don't know what his problem is. I don't care what his problem is. Again, as long as he doesn't disrespect my son, that's all I care about. Well, some, some people, it takes them a little longer. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I <laughs> <laughs> So, where where did you go to get the help and support that you needed? Because I I can't imagine you didn't need some help and support to get oh, this all yeah. kind of sorted right. sorted out and figure out what was going on. Right. Well, a couple things. First of all, that night when I got the text about needing testosterone, I just googled. Uh, I just googled like you know transgender, you know transgender health, and two things came up. One thing that came up was a list of allies, so you know, people who support the LGBT community. And one of the numbers on there, for names and phone numbers, one of the numbers was my area code that I recognized. I'm like, ooh, let me call her. So I called the mother. Um, so I said to her, I, said, I, I told her what was going on, and I'm crying. She's like, okay, first of all, take a deep breath. She's like, <laughs> I know what you're going through, and I will help you. So she went on to tell me that um, her, her, her son transitioned to female when she was in college, and she said it was hard because she was away from, her, from the family, and they wanted to help. She said, but she wanted to do it on her own, and she said, you know, they found her the support she needed. They found the support as a family. Um, you know, she had surgery and everything, and she said, you know, it was a challenge, but we got through it. She said, one of the biggest things that helped us, she said, in Philadelphia every year, there's a transgender conference. She said, it's huge. It's like four days. And she said, it's free. You need to go to that. I said, okay. I reached out to her in, I think it was June. The conference was in August. I Googled it. I found it. I signed up. 
Um, in the meantime, another thing that came up from a Google search was the Children's Hospital here has a gender and sexuality clinic. I'm like, oh, okay. So we're on their website, found out what to do, contacted a few folks. You do this huge intake form. It took us two months to get in. I finally got in, and we met Dr. Happy. I love this woman, okay? <laughs> she, she's co-director. <laughs> right, she's co-director of the clinic. She's co-director of the clinic, and she meets with you. You have three sessions, two hours each session. So the first half hour is you. Second half hour is a child. Third half hour is the two of you together. Fourth half hour, half, half hour, she gives you her diagnosis. So after our three sessions, um, I'm sorry, she uses a traffic light. She uses a traffic light method. Yellow, the child may be trans. There's something else going on there. Red, absolutely not. Green, yes, they are. She diagnosed Sam as green after our third session. She said, no, there's no doubt. Yes, he is trans. I said, okay. So then she said, she said here's what I like to do. She said, I believe in what I call small happies. She said, I don't do anything that's not reversible in the beginning. So I love she said, that. Yeah, I know, because she said, you know, you know, she said, I'm good at what I do. She said, but sometimes things surprise me. So the right. first thing we did was stop the period because, again, Renee had some depression, and I know the period was, like you said, your body tells you one thing because that's how you were biologically born, but your mind tells you something else. She stopped the period, totally reversible. Went back again. She had Sam try on some binders, and at that point I was okay because Dr. Happy and I talked about the binder in front of Sam, how you use it, blah, blah, blah. So he gave, she gave him a binder, and I, I bought a few more. We were good. Um, after that, we uh, had another meeting, and Sam talked about testosterone. And I'm like, mm-mm. Dr. Happy said, Sam, tell you what. Let's live with the period stopping. Let's live with the binder for a little while. Then you, you and your mom, we visit us in a few months, talk about testosterone. And I agreed to that, and Sam agreed to that. So also at this transgender conference, when I finally went, Nikki, it is four days of thousands of people, and there's uh, breakout rooms with sessions about legality, children, adults, insurance, immigration, disability, and everything, everything you want to know about being in a transgender space, they have it. Um, it's like five four or five or five or six sessions every hour for eight hours. It is overwhelming, but <laughs> it is the place to go. In the meantime, you know, you walk around the exhibit hall, there are people exhibiting their wares, okay? So I walked by this one table, was a lady sitting there by herself with just some, some three-by-five cards. I said, oh, what are you here for? She said, well, I have a support group. I live in, you know, she named the town. I'm like, oh, my God, you are like, you are like, four or five minutes from me. Can I join your group? So I told her what was going on. She said, yeah, yeah, please. So I joined the group. I have n- never looked back. I, I am, we, we, we meet monthly now via Zoom. I don't miss a meeting. That's a poor group. It's just that's where I go for my therapy. I'm in a good place now. Like for about six months, I haven't needed the support, but I still go to help other parents to give back. And also we talk about things that our kids are doing in general. You know, because every meeting, new parents show up. Some have minor children, some have adults, or they just don't know where to turn, you know? Right. So um, I, I'm, I'm a faithful member. Every, every month I'm there, and that's where I, went, that's where I go for my support. Um, also, when Sam was in therapy for the depression, we had many therapists because therapists come and go. They, they leave the practice or they stop taking your insurance, various reasons. And two of his therapists would, would schedule a half-hour session with me, which I was very grateful for because, again, I had questions I needed answered from, you know, in terms of what's going on with him and me. Now, he was still a minor, so that they, would, they weren't supposed to disclose what was going on, but, you know, they did because, um, you know, he's a minor, and I need to know what's going on. A couple of them be like, no, I cannot tell you what's going on. So I was happy when they disappeared. Either they didn't take our insurance anymore or they moved. But a couple of them were very understanding, and they told me what was going on. So a combination of my support group, 
And his therapist is how I got my therapy, how I still get my therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Understandable. So where, you know, it's, it's never underestimate the impact of a really good support group because I, I, I tell you, I, I had never um, had one or really felt that I needed one, but I tell you what, it's, it's amazing for certain situations how, um, how beneficial they can be. I, wow. <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> um, so where, where did you go to get help for Sam? Um, well, since I didn't know what was going on, with the, we had the depression, we just went to regular therapy, you know, regular therapy, and, you know, they didn't know at that time. Um, but as things went on, they started to understand. And also, um, Dr. Happy did therapy with him for the half hour that he was with her. Because I would say to him, look, let's, um, you know, let, let's say, you know, the hospital has all kinds of support groups for teens. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. I said, why? I just don't, I, I don't want to. Okay, fine. And then, um, <laughs> so the therapist, once they knew what's going on, were there for him for therapy. Um, so between the regular therapist and Dr. Happy's three sessions, which is not a lot, but the regular therapy, you know, he was okay. And, and I think most of it is that, Nikki, once he finally came all the way out and we were doing things to help him come out, he was okay. You know, I think the, 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 the bottleneck was, you know, not knowing what was going on and, you know, I need help and I don't know what's going on. I need help. And once that was resolved, he was good. Right. Well, if, if that was the situation and that was the problem, well, one of the things I talk about on here is being your authentic self. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you are in any kind of a situation Denying yourself and not being true to yourself, you're going to have issues. Okay, so, you know, what, what, whatever way you're not being true to yourself. So I, I can see that, mm-hmm. you know, makes, makes good sense. And like I said, I've, I've got quite a few different shows about being, being true to yourself and your authentic self and that kind of thing. So, maybe, you know. Yeah, I, I would I would think it applies in that way as much as any other way, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, that's I mean, you know, there's yeah, hadn't thought about it that way, but it makes sense. <laughs> I, I love how I get into these shows, and it's like you know the the brain kind of goes, hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I warned you about that. <laughs> yeah, you never know what two things are going to connect when, when I'm doing one of these. <laughs> so, okay. So now, now nitty gritty question. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So now for parents, aunts and uncles, godparents, grandparents that are listening. What tips after after this whole journey that you and formerly Renee now Sam have been on? What tips can you offer to others that face the same thing with their child or niece or nephew or grandchild or whoever? Um, two things. The first is your dreams are not their dreams. Okay, I love very- that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I saw that. I, it's highlighted. It's highlighted in my copy of the book. <laughs> yeah, that's, and the second thing is, I learned this from doc, Dr. Happy, follow your child's lead. They will tell you how much they want to do right. and when they want to do it. I highlighted both of those passages. Mm-hmm. And, and, and down I'm, the corner. I'm not naive. I understand this is tough for some people. I totally get it. Um, I see it in my support. I'm in a second support group because one of his doctors wanted me to join to help out. Um, I see this in, in the support group, in the, especially my, my newer support group, because there was a woman talking the other day saying that her son is 14 
and her husband, the son's father, is totally against him transitioning. And she has bought out every argument she knows. You know, he can be suicidal. He's not happy. And the husband's just like, no. When he's 18, he can make his own decisions. Not right now. And she's totally frustrated. It's not healthy for the child. Because, again, these kids can be suicidal. Um, you know, I've seen that in my own child. You know, fortunately, he didn't have to go there. But he would threaten it. And, you know, one of the doctors said, he's not suicidal. He's just saying that because, you know, he, 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 he's just saying that. I said, well, thank goodness for that. I'll take that. But some of these kids are suicidal, and you don't want that. You know, you don't want them cutting. You don't want them using drugs. You don't want them right. falling into unacceptable sexual behavior because, um, because you're not letting them transition. You know, hear what they have to say. And, again, there are things you can do. Like Dr. Happy says, there are things you can do that are totally reversible. If the, if they feel right. as, if you feel as though this is this this isn't what they want, chances are it's what they want. But there are things that that can be done that are not permanent. And also getting getting a support group or get to some therapy. Again, this is not about you. It's about your child. And I promise you, once you get to the other side of this, you will see the same person they were. Before the transit, the same personality, the same—they're the same person, just in a different gender. So, I, those are three things I, I tell people. Again, I know it's not easy, but you, you've got to do what's right for the child. Yeah, this is true. Well, I, I tell you—you you really, no joke. I highlighted both of those things that you said. They are highlighted, and the pages <laughs> turned down. Good. I love that. See, mm-hmm. see, we're in sync. Well, and <laughs> this is so funny. There, there's only, I mean, things that really jump out at me, I always highlight so I can find them again. Mm-hmm. And I liked, I, I just, I did. Um, let me see what else did I, because I highlighted, I highlighted that. And then, um, well, and, and the thing where it says that um, if people wanted to argue and you said, my opinion and my Christian walk are what counts here, because you're right, it's your, it's your blog, and, and I, I like that one, and um, about Dr. Happy and the things that are, are not reversible. And I, I agree with you. If, if the parent has... You've actually changed my opinion on a couple of things. Um, good. Which, which, it's not easy to change my opinion about stuff. <laughs> um, I like, I like the idea, and I actually came to that before you said it as we were talking, which that's kind of amazing. Um, I, I agree about the child change, making the decision after eighteen. I, I like that idea. But I also like Dr. Happy's thing about the small happies and some of the things that could be done before they're 18, okay? And I I really like what they they did with Sam about being on birth control and using a binder. That way, those things, and like I said, I, I even came to the realization about the whole, you know, the the body doing the things that, um, like I said, it, basically your body is mocking you. I mean, there's no way around that, you know, when you're going into pu- puberty. And that's got to make it harder. You know, if, if you're having, if you're having these feelings and you're like, this isn't me, and your body, I mean, Okay, having a period is a big enough pain in the neck, right? <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> we all know this, you know. As far as I'm concerned, thank goodness for menopause. But anyway, that's a whole other ballgame. Um, <laughs> it amazes me that people do that. I'm like, gosh, bring it on, bring it on. But anyway, um, like I said, that's a whole other show. Um, but... <laughs> I told you I was nuts. Anyway, um, but go ahead and stop stop that. Okay, so the kid's not dealing with this, okay? And then 
not having to deal with, you know, having boobs in your face every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see how that would help. You know, so so you're you're not dealing with that because I mean, developing and and having to deal with bras and boobs and all this, it, you know, as you're a kid, that's a pain too. You know, and if and if you don't want to have them, that's got to be even worse. You know, it just does. You know, if you're a girl and you want and you want them, that's one thing. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I and, like and, and, you're right. You're right. And just and aside, I have an open flow of ideas uh, going through right. my head and, and I'm just kind of share. But anyway, and aside, I have a niece who she's like all she ever wanted was boobs. That's all she ever wanted. She's in her twenties now. She just had breast implants. Okay. Cause she said, oh, so she, she, was, yeah, she said she was disappointed when she got her period because her boobs didn't come in the way she wanted. So she had, she said, I, I told myself when I get a job, I'm going to get implants. And she did. But anyway, so <laughs> some people like their boobs. Yeah, and another thing with, with Sam having boobs was that um, he wasn't, he wasn't showering like he should. Now I get it. Teenagers don't shower a lot. Okay. I don't understand that. I know I wasn't that way. But that happens. And we would have these, these battles about, why don't you get your butt in the shower? No, I don't want to. So what I found out through Dr. Happy is that he didn't like his body. Again, speaking um, of boobs, he didn't like okay. his, He didn't want to look at it. So right. That's she, about it. Okay. right. So her tips were wear a white T-shirt, shower with that. Or take a shower at <laughs> night, keep the lights off. Or... Uh, play music in the bathroom. But of course, none of those work for him. You know, well, no, those don't work. Uh-huh, you just didn't try them. Let's just be honest. Right. So, so, so if I could get him, if I got her to stop the period, I was halfway to happy. Because again, yeah. you not to be disrespectful to any men and, who are listening, but when you have your period, you need to shower on a regular basis. And the fact that he wasn't doing that Added to some of the problems. Added to the funk, right? Yes, bottom line, yes. Funk <laughs> up in here. Seems to be so glad he wasn't on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, and, and you know, teen guys just don't like to shower. So I've heard it. that. Yeah, so maybe that, maybe, you know, he developed that. As a boy, too, I'm like, oh god, yeah. So. <laughs> okay, so oh, guys are gonna pick on me about this. Okay, so how how is Sam today? Other other than how he's not gonna like me after he listens to this. Okay, no, he's great. Um, so because the uh, uh, his grades were not good enough, because you know, from ninth to twelfth grade, there's an average, and because ninth and yes. tenth grade tanked. 11th, 12th grade were good, but they weren't good enough. He, he didn't get into college, but he's gone to community college, which he's very happy about. Yeah. Yep, he loves it. Um, he wants to be a music therapist because he loves – he's very what? good at music. Yeah, he was in, in all the bands of school. He's very, he's very talented. Um, he loves kids. They love him. He's like, you know, the ba- go-to babysitter on the block. He plays with the kids, gets down to lo- their level and plays with them. So he's at community college being a music therapist. In two years, he will transfer to a four-year college. Um, our relationship mm-hmm. is great. There's one entry in the book called um, A Happy Mother's Day, finally, you know, because, yeah, for years, it was just like, oh, my God, can I please have one day of peace? No arguments, no attitude, nothing. And then once, you know, he started, we started to transition, you know, the testosterone and everything else, he's the same sweet, loving person he was prior to all this. So our relationship is in a good place. You know, I work from home. He'll come sit in the room with me sometimes. I'm like, dude, I'm working. I know. I just want to sit here. You know, he'll come sit in the room with me sometimes or, you know, uh, he'll want to do things with me sometime, which is unusual for a 19-year-old. But um, no, right. we're, we're we're in a good place, so I'm very thankful for that. Interesting. Do you think that you're closer now than you were before? I say yes. Mm-hmm. We were close before. Um, like there's three sections: the pre-transition, uh, not knowing what to do, and post-transition. We were close pre-transition, 
But yeah, I think I agree. I think we're closer now. Because don't forget, okay. he's older now. He's not, he's a teen, he's nineteen. Right. You know, so right. he sees things differently now, and I see things differently with him and for him now. Right. Right. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So how can people find you or contact you? Well, um, I have a website. It's called, well, first of all, I have a book. A book is called Our Transgender Journey, uh, available on Amazon. I have a website, Our Transgender Journey. There's a contact section on it. Or they can email me, Christina at OurTransgenderJourney.com. Um, so uh, my Gmail address is, is in the book because the website came after the book. But either way, it will reach me. And if people just want to talk, if they want to give some suggestions, they need an ear. Because trust me, when I first reached out to the woman in my area who, who, uh, whose, son, whose, daughter, whose son transitioned in college, when I went to my first support group, my first meeting with Dr. Happy, all I did was cry, okay? And people would say, that's why we have tissues. That's why we have tissues here. Because I, yeah, I, I, was, I just didn't know what to do. So if they just need someone to listen to them, to cry, I am here. You know, I'm happy to help anybody out because I totally understand. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it's interesting timing. I was watching um, an episode of the TV show Bowl last night. I don't okay. know if you've ever watched them. And one of the characters is Chunk. And Chunk is a gay character in the show. And his mother was coming to visit, and he really wanted to introduce his boyfriend to his mom. But he felt that his mom didn't approve of him being a gay man. And it was because of the expression that she had on her face when he came out to her. And so in this episode, she was visiting, and he says, I'd, I'd really like to share all parts of my life, but you don't approve of me being gay, so I can't. And so she slammed the door and left the room. And then she came back in and she says, you think I don't approve? Why? Why do you feel that way? And so he said it was because of her expression. And she says, that's not why I looked that way. She says, I was, I was concerned for you. She says, you were having a rough time anyway, and I was, I was concerned and I was afraid for you that you were making your life more difficult. And then they had the big hugging movement and all that kind of thing, and she, he introduced her boyfriend and that kind of thing. So it, it can be very confusing between family members and, and that kind of thing. So it's, you know, parents may have a concern initially, but but open the lines of communication between you and, and your your child, you know, and, and get these things out in the open and and you know support. Let your child know that you support them. Right, right, um, right. And um, there's one part in the book I mentioned when I didn't realize this. Sam told me this afterwards. Um, he had a girlfriend. And um, I think we were arguing about something, and I, and I, I don't recall. He said something to me about, you know, um, I, part of the reason I was so rude and nasty all the time because I was afraid. I said, afraid of what? I was afraid that when I came out, you would kick me out. I'm like, I would never kick you out. He said, well, you know, my girlfriend told me if she kicks you out, you can come live with me. He said, so, you know, that, that's what made things all better, knowing he had a place to live. Because that's a very real fear for some kids in, in the trans space, yeah. e- even the gay space, that their parents, because you hear those stories. During Christmas, yeah. I see the commercial, you know, they're asking for money to help kids who, are, who have been kicked out of their homes, you know, who are homeless. It's a yeah. very real fear. And, you know, you don't want yeah. your child feeling that way. You know, and, I mean, even if you... I, I can't imagine kicking my child out of my house. I'm not even going to go there. But, you know, they want to feel safe like everybody else. They want to feel loved like everybody else. And yep. he knows my biggest concern is his safety. You know, that's why I don't use our real names in the book. I, and, you know, and I don't want him to be known as a trans kid. I want to be known right. as who he is. If he chooses to disclose at some point, okay. You know, but he's known as a trans kid to people that knew him when he was Renee. There's no getting around that. But new people right. don't, and I'm not, I'm not going to out him. I'm not going to out him, and he knows that, because their, their safety is, is, is your, your primary concern. So do what you can well, it's, to, it's right, to make sure. Right, 
Right, right. It's his story. Do what you can to make them feel safe and keep them safe. I get it. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your and Sam's story. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> and tell Sam I, I, I hope he approves and I didn't screw up too bad. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> oh, gracious. And listeners, I hope that you got plenty of good information. And I will have the replay and all the information on my website at uh, www.lovecoachjourney.com slash um, Sam. How about that? Love it. And it'll be right there. Feel free to share the link. And listeners, I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.